And now, WBW Theater. Welcome to WBW Theater. Listen to a series of radio dramas, comedies, mysteries, thrillers, westerns, all dedicated to preserving the golden age of radio. Those thrilling days of yesteryear, way back when families gathered together around the living room radio to join the theater of the mind. Listen now as we take you way back when imagination ruled and creativity had no limits. Listen now to WBW Theater. Here's Tony Kubek. Kubek bounced out short to first in the first inning. Takes a curve low ball one. Stretches Bauer leads off. The fastball is down the middle. Strike one called. One and one. One and nothing in favor of the Red Sox here in the top of the third. Two out. Hank Bauer down at first base. Don Button seems to make errors on the easiest chances. But when he has to go far to his right or left, he throws in one motion. When he takes his time, he makes a bad throw. The fastball is inside. Ball two, two and one. And of course, that's one of the hazards of playing the infield. When you get a ball right at you, You've got a lot of time. You try to aim the ball. And that's when you usually make a bad throw. Two balls, one strike on Kubek. Mickey Mantle on deck. The pitch is swing and a miss on a high changeup. Two and two on Tony. Kubek batting 274, has 17 doubles, one homer and 35 runs batted in. Here's the stretch. And the pitch. Foul at the plate. Count holds it two and two. Actually, it's closer to the right field foul line than it is to the left field foul line here at Fenway. It's 3-2 down the right field line, 3-15 and left. But in right field, it just goes straight out. You've got to really pull the ball to get it in the seat. Left field, it goes straight across. Here's the pitch. Ball three, three and two. The fans moaning because Sammy White caught that ball, pulled it down a little bit. Sammy's one of the best in the business for a catcher pulling the ball. After they catch it, they pull it real quick over the plate. And of course, it makes the umpire look like he's missed it, at least to the fans in the stands. Full count on Kubek, so Bauer will be off and running as there are two away. Brewer stretches. There goes Bauer. The pitch is popped in the air and back a third. Malzone digging back with that ball going back into the seats and out of play. Count holds it three and two. Balls and two strikes on Tony Kubek. Two out. Bauer at first. We're in the top of the third. The Red Sox lead one to nothing. Here's the stretch. The pitch is fouled over the Yankee dugout and off 
one fan's hands. It's a good thing he had them in front of his face. Well, he'd have got hit square on the schnazola. Bounced down. The seat in front of him, there's a kid with a broken arm, picks up the ball. Got his arm in a cast. Now he's waving the ball around. It's an easy way for him to get the ball. Three balls, two strikes on Kubek. The pitch is outside. Low ball, four. First walk given up by Brewer. And that brings up Mickey Mantle with two out. Runners at first and second. And Sammy White now out to the mound talking with Tom Brewer. Brewer worked a little too careful on Tony Kubek and lost him with a 3-2 count after Tony fouled off two pitches and now he's got Mickey Mantle to worry about. Mick flied out to left field in the first inning batting 3-0-5. Here's a stretch by Brewer. The pitch to Mickey is strike one call to curveball. Just snipped the outside corner. Checks the sign from Sammy White. The stretch, the runners lead away. The pitch is strike two as he tried to check his swing, but the momentum of his swing carried his bat across home plate. Nothing in two on Mantle. Mickey really fooled on that pitch. Bauer leads off second. Kubek off first. Brewer stretches. The pitch to Mickey is just outside ball one. One ball, two strikes on Mantle. Always a lot of excitement generated up here in Fenway Park when the Yankees meet the Red Sox. No matter what the score, no matter how much of a lead the Yankees have on them. Here's the stretch. The pitch, I Bauer had a big lead at second base, but he didn't go. Budden's playing in the hole. And Ronald's playing deep at second base. Nobody bothering Bauer. Two and two on Mickey. Two out. Two on. One and nothing in favor of the Red Sox here in the top of the third. Brewer looks back at Bauer leading off second. Now he stretches. Mantle digging in at the plate. The pitch. Strike three. Swings and misses. So for the Yankees, in the top of the third, no runs, no hits, one Red Sox error, and two men left on base. The score at the end of two and a half innings of play, the Red Sox won, and the Yankees nothing. And that strikeout really set them going. Speaking of going, get ready, get set, go. Well, they're familiar words with a great new meaning today. Get ready with Atlantic Imperial gasoline, get set for that power made travel. And be on the go for the finest driving yet. All possible because Atlantic Imperial gasoline is available and gives you top power, the kind your car demands. Atlantic Imperial gives you top mileage, the kind that stretches the driving pleasure because it stretches the dollars of your driving budget. 
Yes, Imperial is your car's power mate for 58 in the years to come. So see your Atlantic dealer today. Ask for Imperial, today's best super-octane buy. Enjoy power mate drive. Atlantic and baseball. The New York Yankees tomorrow, single Sunday game. Fenway Park, airtime 155. Moving into the bottom of the third inning. Bill will call the plays for you. Ronalds, Williams, and Malzone come to the plate against Don Larson. Don't forget the Yankees will be home Tuesday night. The Western clubs start their invasion at Yankee Stadium. And the Cleveland Indians will lead the Western clubs into the Yankee Stadium. With a night game Tuesday, a day game Wednesday. The White Sox come in for a night game Thursday, a day game Friday and Saturday. And Saturday is Ladies' Day. That's the 23rd of August. Followed by a doubleheader with the Tigers. And then the Kansas City A's close out the Western Invasion. Pete Runnels who bounced out second to first. Leading off for the Red Sox here in the bottom of the third. They lead one to nothing. Pete's batting 328. Fastball is bunted foul to the left of the plate. Strike one, one and one. Runnels tried to catch Lumpy. Laying back at third, but fouled the bunt off. One ball, one strike. Nobody out and nobody on. Ted Williams is on deck. Larson ready on the mound with his no wind-up delivery. Here's the pitch. High outside, ball two, two and one. Here's the pitch. Outside, ball three, three and one. Ted Williams on deck swinging the weighted bat in his own batter around. I tell you, that weighted bat is heavy, but he swings both those bats like a toothpick. There's the pitch. Strike two call. Full count on Pete Ronalds. Ronalds is a lot like Williams in his stance in that he doesn't move. He just bends his head back to allow the catcher to throw the ball back to the pitcher. Here's the pitch. High outside, ball four. He lost him. Second walk given up by Don Larson, and here comes Ted Williams. Williams hit a long sacrifice fly to left field in the first inning, driving in the only run of the ball game for the Red Sox, and the only run of the ball game for both teams. Ted remains at 312, his batting average. Stoneberry is holding first against Runnels. McDougal in the hole between first and second. The pitch is low outside, ball one. Williams is happy to face Larson with a man on base because Ted has said time and again that Larson's the toughest man for him to time with that no wind-up delivery. But with a man on base, of course, he can get his timing. Here's the stretch. The pitch is low inside, ball two, two, and nothing. Yogi calls time, shaking his head, talking to plate umpire Frank Umont. Balls and no strikes on Williams. Here's the stretch. 
The pitch is strike one call. Fastball on the outside corner. Ted is choking up on the bat about an inch, an inch and a half here of late. He says he's getting his timing a little better that way. The pitch is a curve. And high in the air, deep to right. Bauer going back, back, and makes the catch right against the low right field wall. Reynolds tags up and easily goes into second base. As Hank Bauer had a backup 380 feet from home plate with his back against the low barrier just in front of the seats, reached into the stands, actually, to make the catch. Runnels tagged up and easily got down to second base. That's how deep that ball was hit. That's just about the longest part of the park in right and right center that you can hit the ball to. And center field straight away is 420. So Ted Williams flies out deep to Hank Bauer. Runnels goes to second. Malzone, who doubled the left field in the first inning, is the batter. Malzone batting 303. Right hand hitting third baseman. Lawson sets. The pitch is low, ball one. Slow curve is line foul back over the roof and out of play down the left field line. One ball, one strike on Malzone, one away. The Red Sox lead one to nothing. We're in the bottom of the third inning. Here's the stretch by Big Dunn. The ball is low outside, ball two, two and one. Runnels with a short lead off second. Pitch to Malzone is hop foul. Yogi chasing it back, but that ball is coming back into the stands and out of play. Oh, a youngster tried for it, then at the last second, went away from it. Was afraid to try to tackle it with his bare hands. Just a young kid, and it bounced on the cement. Bounded high back into the stands. Some of the fans getting on him down there, good-naturedly. He's just waving his hands. Well, he'll have something to tell the boys when he gets back home tonight. Two and two to count on Malzone. One out. Larson stretches. The pitch is popped in the air. Back of first. Thornberry going back. Under it. Makes the catch in short right field for out number two. Runnels holds it second. Two away, and here's Jackie Jensen. Jensen flied out to right field in the first inning. Jackie's batting 310. Jensen digs in with that right foot. It's a solid toe hold. His left foot is pointed out towards the pitcher. Pitch is popped in the air. Back of the pitcher's box, Kubek and McDougal flip the glasses down. Now Kubek calls for it. 
makes the catch right by the pitcher's box for out number three. So for the Red Sox in the tie bottom of the third, no runs, no hits, no Yankee errors, one man left on base. The score at the end of three full innings, the Red Sox won, and the Yankees nothing. Fans this Sunday at Yankee Stadium will mark the return of the colorful Detroit Clowns who will meet the champion Kansas City Monarchs in a Negro American League doubleheader at 2 p.m. And returning to the stadium with the Clowns will be the fabulous Goose Tatum and the equally noted Sweetwater Clifton. And it should be a big afternoon on Sunday. And don't forget, too, fans, for your ticket shopping convenience, the Yankee Stadium Advanced Ticket Office on East 157th Street will be open all day tomorrow, that's Sunday, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yogi Berra will lead off for the Yankees. Before Yogi gets up there, we'll take a quick look at the scoreboard. All other games in the American League are played tonight. Washington at Baltimore, Cleveland at Chicago, Detroit at Kansas City tonight. In the National League, Philadelphia at Milwaukee. The Phillies scored in the top of the first. They lead 1-0 with Milwaukee batting Simmons against Bond. Chicago at San Francisco starts later on. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Friend against Haddocks. No score. The only game scheduled in the National League. Yogi bounced out second to first in the second inning. Batting 262. Brewer ready. The first pitch is high outside. Ball one. The windup. And the pitch to Yogi is popped foul over the roof and out of play. One and one the count. Got a little chilly up here in the radio booth. One ball, one strike. Brewer ready. The curveball is lined in left field. Way back there, way back. And off the wall. Williams plays it on two hops. But Yogi is in at second with a double. That ball looked like it might go all the way for a home run. But hit on the top of the fence. And Yogi is in second base with a double. Hit number two off Tom Brewer as Yogi went to the opposite field. For Yogi, that was his 13th double of the year. And it'll bring up Gil McDougal. Gil single to the left in the second inning. Batting 261. Malzone now moves in a little at third in case McDougal bunts the pitch. Strike one call, overhand curveball. Norm Seaman is on deck. Here's the stretch. The pitch is bunted. Brewer off the mound, up with it. Goes to first in time to get McDougal. Barrow goes down to third base, and the sacrifice works. From the pitcher to the first baseman, from one to three. One away. Here's Norm Seaborn. Seaborn hit into a force play in the second inning. Batting 3.05. Now the Red Sox infield moves in 
for a possible play at the plate. The Red Sox lead 1-0 here in the top of the fourth. One away, Barrow leading off third. The pitch to Sheban is strike one called. Fastball just above the knees on the outside part of the plate. A tough pitch to hit. Brewett, of course, trying to keep the ball low so that Sheban hits the ball in the dirt where they have a chance to get Yogi trying to score from third. The windup. The pitch is strike two called. A sharp breaking curve. Ball in the same spot. Nothing in two on Sheban. Jerry Lumpy is on deck. Brewer into the windup. The pitch is a curve. He checks it. No swing. Fans thought he had swung, but he started a swing, checked it, and pulled his body away. And that was really a sharp breaking curve. That one broke below the knees. One ball, two strikes. Brewer put a little extra on that curve ball, really broke it off. Of course, that's the mark of a real good pitcher when he's got that little extra to fall back on when he's in a jam. All right, the one ball, two strike pitch. Another curve, he strike three, swinging. Man, he pitched even perfectly. Everything down low around the knees. And that's the first strikeout of the ball game. Nope, second strikeout. Struck Mantle out. And that brings up Jerry Lumpy with two out. Yogi remains at third. Lumpy hit to first base in the second inning. Batting 281. On deck, Mark Thronberry. Here's the first pitch to Lumpy. Strike one, he foul tips it back into the glove of Sammy White. Another curve in that same spot. Oh, just think of a pitcher could put it there all the time. Low and outside, yet it's still a strike and a tough place to hit the ball. Yogi running up the line. Here's the windup. Fastball is low. Ball one, one and one. One ball, one strike, two out. Here in the top of the fourth, the Red Sox lead one to nothing. The pitch to Lumpy is fouled off his right foot. Oh, man, that hurt. Brewer off the mound, field of the ball. Didn't realize that that hit Jerry off his right foot. Now Jerry is really limping. Reaches down with his left hand to touch his foot. And leaning on the bat, that really hurt because it hit solid, straight down, and then rolled out towards first base. One ball, two strikes on Lumpy. Lumpy's having trouble standing still. That's when it hurts. Keep moving that foot around. Doesn't feel too bad. Wind up by Brewer. The pitch is hit on the ground at second base. Ronald's up with it. Over to Gurnett for out number three. Brewer pitches himself out of a jam and for the Yankees in the top of the fourth. No runs, one hit, no Red Sox errors, one man left. The score at the end of three and a half innings of play, the Red Sox won and the Yankees nothing. Good old summertime, and the living is mighty easy. And the driving is better than ever thanks to that PowerMate drive from Atlantic Imperial Gasoline. Atlantic Imperial is today's best super-octane buy. This lets you hum along the highway so nicely. That's right, Atlantic Imperial. It gives you that gasoline superpower a big modern car engine requires. 
demands, needs, any other word to that effect. You get the added budget benefits of top economy mileage so that you can go more and do more and enjoy every mile. So won't you get that power mate travel? Yes, get the most out of summer driving. Head on into the days of autumn, too. Wherever you travel, any season of the year, start your journey with Imperial from the Imperial gasoline pump at your nearby Atlantic dealers. Lots of Atlantic stations around Boston. Well, they're as well known as Fenway Park. You can bet on that. And lots of people count the Atlantic station not far from home or place of business as the base department store for good motoring every time out. Let's pause 10 seconds for station call time on the Yankees' home of champions network. All Yankee baseball games are brought to you by Valentine Beer and Ale and Atlantic Gasoline Companies exclusively in the Capital District over WOKO 1461st in Albany, New York. That's into the batter's box. We've got ourselves a red-hot pitching duel here at Fenway Park in Boston between Don Larson and Tom Brewer. The Red Sox lead 1-0. We're playing the bottom of the fourth. Dick Gurnett, who popped his shortstop in the second inning of the batter. The first pitch, low outside, ball one. Gurnett batting 231. Curve is low outside, ball two, two and nothing. Jimmy Pearsall standing in the on-deck circle practicing his swing. The change-up is in there, strike one, two and one on Gurnett. Another curve is over. Change-up curve. Strike two. Two and two on Dick Gurner. Leading off here in the bottom of the fourth. Larson sets on the mound. The no-wind-up delivery is low outside. Ball three. Full count. pitch is lined over Lumpy's head. Fair ball down the left field line. Bounce into the lower box seat for an automatic ground rule double. Dick Gurnett hits a line drive over Lumpy's head. It's one of the few times I've ever seen that happen here where the ball hit in fair territory and bounced into the lower left field box seats. Gurnett leads off the bottom of the fourth with a double. That's hit number four off Don Larson. And for Gurnett, that's his 18th double of the year. Here's Jimmy Pearsall. Pearsall single to deep right center field in the second inning. Batting 246. Now the Yankee infield looking for the possible bunt. Here's the stretch. The pitch low inside ball one. Must be a north wind blowing here up in the Bean Town. Sure getting chilly. Here's the stretch. Pitch to Jimmy. Is strike one as he just tried to punch that ball over Mark Thornberry's head. Just enough to advance Gurnett to third base and maybe get himself a little base hit. He did it last night. One on one on Jimmy. Larson stretches. Kubek holding Gurnett close to second. The pitch, Pearsall pushes a bunt. 
Marston up with it, and the runner does not advance. The throw to first is in time. Dick Gurnett did not go to third base. And I don't know whether Pearsall realizes that Gurnett didn't go to third. But the sacrifice fails to work as Pearsall tried to push the ball past Larson. He didn't get it far enough to Larson's left. Don wheeled around, and Gurnett halfway down decided to go back to second. Then Larson continued wheeling around and fired to first. In time to get Pearsall, Gurnett remains at second base. That was an unusual play. That it would have been tough for Larson to get Gurnett at third. It was not a forced play. His throw to third, Lumpy would have had to tag Gurnett sliding in. But Dick's not an especially fast base runner. Here's Sammy White. Sammy flied to right field in the second inning. Pitch is hit high in the air. Kubek at shortstop on the edge of the outfield grass under it and makes the catch for out number two. Two away, and that'll bring up Tom Brewer. Brewer walked in the second inning. Batting 196. Tom gets a nice hand. His record has been a big disappointment for the Red Sox fans and for Brewer himself. He's only won six and lost ten this year. So he was expected to play a major part in the Red Sox bid for a pennant. And he could have made the difference in about six or seven games. All right, here's the stretch. The pitch to Brewer is popped high in the air, short right center field. McDougal back, Bauer and Mantle coming in. And then Mantle calls for it and drops the ball. He dropped the ball. Mantle drops the ball as he and McDougal got mixed up in their signals. Mantle and McDougal pulling a little bit of the Alphonse Gaston act. You take it, I've got it. They both stopped a couple of times and Mantle is charged with an error. The run scores and the Red Sox lead two to nothing. It was just a high ordinary Pop fly to short right center field. Gill was back. He was under it. And he must have heard Mantle coming in. He stopped. Mantle stopped. And then Mickey lunged for it at the last second. The ball ro rolled right out of the pocket of his glove. And error charged to Mantle. The run scores. The Red Sox lead two to nothing. Don Button takes a pitch low. Ball one. All those things can happen so easily out there. With the crowd yelling, it's hard to hear the outfielder or the infielder saying, I'll take it or you take it. And they were both caught looking at each other. There's a slow curve in the dirt ball, 2-2 two, two and nothing. And, of course, there's the problem of running into each other. That's why McDougal had to stop and why Mantle had to stop. Plus, the fellas don't want to get injured now. World Series time is drawing clear. Curve is low outside, ball three, three and nothing. That run will be unearned. Two out. The three nothing pitch to Button. Strike one call. Here's the stretch. And the 
and the pitch. Low, ball four. Gordon gets a base on balls. The third one given up by Don Larson. And that'll bring up Pete Runnels. Runnels bounced out second to first and walked. Batting 328. Brewer moves on down to second base. Gordon down to first. Two away here in the bottom of the fourth. The Red Sox lead two to nothing. Pitch to Runnels is popped foul to our left and out of play. Over the roof. Cowboy Pete Runnels, the left-hand hitting second baseman of the Red Sox, who leads the American League in batting. Here's the stretch. And the pitch. Just outside, ball one, one and one. Boston sets on the mound. The changeup is lined in the right field for a base hit. Here comes Brewer around third. He'll score going into third base. Don Budden and holding at first, Pete Runnels. for Runnels and the Red Sox lead three to nothing with Ted Williams coming to bat Ted Williams hit a sacrifice fly in the first inning and flied out deep to right field in the third 0 for 1 he swings a high fly to the infield. McDougal coming in. Thornberry coming in. And McDougal makes the catch. At the last second, Thornberry stops. So for the Red Sox in the bottom of the fourth. Two runs on two base hits. One Yankee error. Two men left on base. The score at the end of four full innings. The Red Sox three and the Yankees nothing. Not too much action in the scoreboard in the American League. As a matter of fact, three night games. Washington at Baltimore, Cleveland at Chicago, Detroit at Kansas City play tonight. In the National League, Philadelphia won Milwaukee nothing at the end of an inning and a half. Simmons against Spahn. Chicago at San Francisco starts later on. Pittsburgh nothing. Cincinnati nothing at the end of one. Friend for the Pirates. Haddock started. Schmidt in the second. Thomas has just homed in the second, and the Pirates lead one to nothing. And they are the only game scheduled in the National League. And now Mel Allen coming over here. Hello there, everybody. Your host, Valentine Beer, the largest selling beer in the East. Enjoy a glass of Valentine right along with the game. Icily light, smooth, and delicious. Man, but it's good. Three to nothing in favor of the Red Sox as we go to the first half of the fifth inning. Marv Throneberry hitting eighth in the order will be followed by Larson 
and then leadoff man Hank Bauer. Throneberry batting 221. Marv grounded out in the third inning to Pete Reynolds. Tom Brewer goes to the windup. Around comes the right arm, the pitch. High ball one. The one nothing pitch. Swung on, little roller hit to Garnett. He tosses to Brewer covering one away. Now Don Larson. Batting 318. Fly to center field in the third. is low ball two two and one two balls one strike next pitch swung on foul back out of play a two two count on Don Larson First half, the fifth inning, the Red Sox leading three to nothing. No butterfly flitting out around in front of the plate. Right in the path of the ball, too. Here's the pitch. Swung on, a ground ball hit to short. Up with it is Button, the throw on to first in time. Two away. Now stepping up, Hank Bauer applied to center and was safe on a throwing error by Button. Field deployed well around toward third. Now the pitch to Hank. Swung on. Foul ball hit to Crissetti. Coaching at third. Strike one. Brewer's pitch 
swung on. It's a fly ball into short center. Coming fast. Three men, and the ball is caught by Reynolds with his back to the plate going away. Beautiful catch by Reynolds. No runs, no hits, no errors, no one left on. And at the end of four and a half innings of play, the score, the Red Sox three, the Yankees nothing. Say, mister, you want a beer that looks lively golden and crystally clear, that tastes icily light, smooth and delicious as can be? Well, sir, just pour yourself a tall, foaming glass full of the crisp refresher. Valentine beer. Valentine beer is icily light and as refreshing as a plunge into a pool on a hot summer day. No wonder they call it the crisp refresher. You just get yourself a tall foaming glass of Valentine beer right now. Lift it to your lips. Take a deep, delicious swallow. And man, now you know Valentine beer is really the crisp refresher. And remember this, Valentine's now the largest selling beer in the East. Most folks know that when it comes to checking around. You just find out that that's the truth. For honest-to-goodness refreshment, Valentine can't be beaten. So you just make that three-ring sign and ask the man for Valentine. Valentine beer, the crisp refresher. Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-'em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind with WBW Theater.